Welcome back, fans, to the pro, our final hour. And later on this hour, we will talk with Antonio Daniels, the Pelicans analyst. They play tomorrow night at home against Houston. We'll talk about Memphis coming in as well on the 26th. And just looking through the NFL stats and standings, and we'll talk about that as more and what this weekend has to happen. But earlier this afternoon, in fact, not too long ago, 4 o'clock, Saints head coach Dennis Allen met with the media as he does on the day after a game. We listened to the first part. Now let's listen to Dennis Allen wrap up his conversation with the media this afternoon. Dennis, I, I know there's a lot. It's hard to pinpoint one area since you've had inconsistency in a few, but how, how frustrating does it feel this team not being able to establish a run on first and 10? I, I, I think there's a stat where you're you're last in the NFL in, in first and 10 runs by running back. Just, just you know, it's first and 10, then it's second and nine. Has that been a season-long problem that, that has really put this offense behind, do you think? Yeah, and, 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 and we've got to find a way to be able to run the ball better. Um, we have not run the ball well enough, uh, which has made us have to rely uh, way too much in the passing game. I do think our play-action passing game has been much better. Uh but we've, we've, we've got to be able to run the ball more effectively so we can be a more balanced offense. That has to happen. What, what do you attribute that to? Do you just have to win with physicality on runs like that? Or, or you know, do you have to get more creative? I mean, what goes into establishing the run from the get-go? Yeah, I, look, I think that's probably um, a fair question. Um, I think, you know, we got to look at, again at, at – at the runs that we're that we're running, I think we've got to do a better job of creating some movement up front uh, and creating some seams in the running game. Uh, and look, there's a lot of factors that go into the running game. You know, obviously the the uh, the line has to has to you know get some get some movement and create some space. We got to do a better job of blocking on the perimeter. Uh, you know, and 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 you know we got to uh, do a good job of hitting the ball where it needs to needs to be hit and, and creating some plays that way. So it's, it's really, you know, that's where the inconsistency falls in is that, you, you know, there's, there's a number of plays where, you know, there's nine or 10 guys that are, that are getting their job done, but, but there's a play where, you know, one or two guys don't get their job done and it ends up being a negative play. So um, yeah, it's, it's frustrating that we haven't been able to run the ball better. Coach on the, on the fourth and five call, uh, Coach, how much did you rely on analytics there, or was that was that part of the the uh, the decision making process there? Yeah, look, um, we kind of have you know we have the analytics that say when is it a suggested go, when is it a strong go, um, you know, and then there's some that's you know based on how you believe the game to be played where you've got to make decisions on what you think is the best thing to do. Um, and so, uh, you know, I made the decision to go for it, you know, on fourth and five. Obviously, we didn't get it. So in hindsight, um, in hindsight, you'd say, well, it wasn't a good decision. But um, I went into this game knowing that we needed to be aggressive. Uh, we needed to be able to maintain possession. And we were going to have to score touchdowns to beat this team. And so um, – that's the decision that I made. And, and as, a, as a follow-up, Coach, if the block is made there on the protection, do you think the pass is completed? Well, look, that's, that's kind of a hypothetical question. I, it's hard for me to answer that question. Um, you know, obviously, there was a couple of plays there on third and fourth down uh, where 
you know, we didn't have the protection that we needed. So um, I, I can't answer that question, Dad. I, I, I wish I could. Look, my hope is that if everything's clean in the pocket, that we can throw and catch, um, you know, in those type of situations. Yeah, I know y'all didn't get in until early this morning, but what does the schedule look like over the next couple of days with Christmas and everything? Yeah, the, the players are, are going to be in rest and recovery mode. Uh, we'll be back with the players on uh, Tuesday. Um, and then, you know, coaches were uh, on their own today. We'll be back in the office um, tomorrow, Sunday, uh, and then guys will be off with their families on Christmas Day. Dennis, how much how much do you think this game really tests the optimism of the team? Trying to trying to stay hopeful and optimistic after after you know that one was so lopsided early and and you no longer control your own destiny. Yeah, well, certainly it was it, it it's disappointing that we didn't play uh, better and come away with a win in that game. Um, but in terms of optimism, look, our guys are going to come in here uh, next week ready to roll. We'll put together, um, you know, a plan to go win against Tampa Bay, and then we got to go down there and execute and get the job done. And and that's what we control. We don't control anything that happens with any other team. Um, we control what we do, um, and and that's where our focus is going to be. So they will have some time off, and then come back to work and see what is ahead of them. They'll know, and of course, watch the Buccaneers on Sunday, as well as Atlanta. The, the good part, in addition to we're talking about this, is that the Colts and Jacksonville both want to win, desperately win. Nobody's, you know, they need victories desperately. So you, you don't have teams that have packed it in. That's a good thing. So we'll take a break. Go ahead. Both of those teams are fighting to win in the AFC South. Right. And so it's not like you talked about. They're, they're, they're not looking forward to Cancun. Both of those teams, they're fighting it as well as with Houston. And so right. it bodes well for the Saints that those are the matchups. Right. It's the AFC South. It's kind of like the NFC South, except the records aren't as good. The Jaguars, 8-6. and six, The Colts, 8-6. and six, And the Texans, 8-6. and six. Step aside, take a break. We'll talk a little Pelicans next with Pelicans analyst Antonio Daniels. They play tomorrow night at the Smoothie King Center. Back after this, fans in the pro. WWLAMFM.com, always free on the Odyssey app. Welcome back, fans in a pro. Mike Austin, Deuce McAllister. I've got one of my pink kind of cards that I had written on last night that was on my computer. It said, Matt Stafford, 2021, Super Bowl win, also led the NFL with 17 interceptions. That's not why I said it, because under it, it says, Pelicans win 123-104 in Cleveland. Joining us now, Pelicans analyst Antonio Daniels, uh, Antonio, we were in Cleveland last Christmas on the 23rd and 24th, and it wasn't very fun, but you guys seemed to have a much better time weather-wise, came out with a win, like the Saints did, but that was a big win. Yeah. Um, you really wanted to see how this team responded after the Memphis loss, right? Because that Memphis loss hurt. Like, you can go back to <clears throat> excuse me, the end season tournament versus the Lakers. After you lose by 44, you want to see how the team responds. Right, and when you lose to Memphis at home after being up 24 points, and John Moran hitting the game winner, what you want to see is the character of this team and their ability to respond, especially on the road, shorthanded with no Zion, and they did a fantastic job of bouncing back yesterday. Ad, when you look at it, and one of the things that you talked about the character of this team, you know, you you, you look at player growth year over year. Mm-hmm. Um, even you know uh, December to, to to February, you look at player growth. 
is there such a thing as a staff staff growth as well? Whether we're talking head coach, oh, uh, yeah. uh, head, oh, head, yeah. head, head head coach, or you know my staff being together, just talk about that 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 makeup uh, mm-hmm. when you talk about the growth of not only from a player standpoint but from a staff as well. You know, for me, Deuce, I, I say all the time, and I use the the line that that growth isn't linear because, and I mean that from a player perspective, but also from a coach perspective, like. Willie Green has not been an NBA head coach for 10, 15 years. So he hasn't seen every possible, uh, been put in every possible scenario. So the same way players have to grow every day and through every game, coaches have to do the same. This is not the same coaching staff this year that they had last year. This isn't the same staff. There's no teaspoon. There's no Dior. And now you have Aaron Miles here. Right now you have James Borrego here, and James Borrego is bringing in a completely new offensive system that takes time for guys and coaches to adjust to. Yeah. Like, there is no, as a player dudes, think about when you were playing. Was there ever a point while you were playing that you completely just stopped growing? Now, if, you, if it is, you're in trouble. Exactly. And it's the same way from a coaching perspective. The moment that I figured that my growth was over, my career was over because I no longer wanted to grow. I no longer wanted to do that anymore. That's when my career was over. But as a coach and as a coaching staff, every day is an opportunity to grow. Every game that presents different scenarios is an opportunity to grow for Willie Green and his coaching staff. AD, just with the opportunity of this team, you know, just as they continue to grow and, you know, you you, you mix and match just because of whether it's injury, maybe a guy being out right. sick, or right. you, you have to do some mixing and matching, but you're finding, you're finding ways to win. How much of an impact do you think that that helps them as they, you know, you get into the new year and now you start to make, you know, a, a push and you see some separation for this team, but then you get some of the healthy guys back. You get some of those starters starters back, but now I don't have to maybe lean on them as much early on and now the minutes, I can give them a few extra minutes down the stretch. So I think about last year, right? Zion played 29 games. Brandon Ingram played 44 games. Now – you always want your stars to be available. But there's a silver lining to everything. And the silver lining to that was Trey Murphy got an opportunity to start 65 games. Right? And in those 65 games last year in starting, he averaged 16 points per game and was a 50-40-90 guy. But now what we're seeing is the growth and progression from last year to this year, early on in this year, whether it was Trey Murphy being out from his injury, Jose being out from his injury, Najee being out for his injury, CJ being out for his collapsed lung, Zion not playing on back-to-back. It gave Dyson and it gave Jordan Hawkins an opportunity to get some valuable reps. And now you can see when those guys are put in the game, they're rotation ready. They're rotation ready. And this league is all about staying ready. There is no longer a badge of honor in the NBA to play 82 games. So you know it's not happening, right? So it's not a, a question of, of if. It's a question of when your opportunity will come again. And that's what I like about these guys. Willie continues to instill confidence in them so when their number is called, they're ready to go. But they've had the reps to kind of get ready for their opportunity as well. Last night, last night Trey Murphy was incredible. He was incredible. And it was his first start of the year. He should have had 40. He could have easily had 40. But he had 28 points in his first start. So he's been ready for this opportunity. But Willie, is, is, 
he's constantly talking to these guys, whether it's Trey, whether it's Dyson, whether it's Jordan Hawkins, about staying ready because their opportunity will come. And, Coach, I don't want to blow blow past Houston. It's the Pelicans and the Rockets Mm -hmm. tomorrow night. Uh, Smoothie King Center, 6 o'clock. The Pelicans 17-12. and 12, The Rockets 13-12. and 12. But the Pelicans have won five of their last six. And really, could be six of their last six. And we mentioned the Memphis mm-hmm. game. And I say mm-hmm. that because revenge doesn't always come so fast in the NBA. But the day after Christmas, guess who's coming to town? Memphis. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's going to be a fun one. That, that's the best thing about this league, you know, is – you never get too high and you never get too low because you have 24 to 48 hours to redeem yourself. And like you said, it's not very often that the opportunity of revenge comes this fast. But the thing that you don't want to do is look past Houston because you have an opportunity to continue to do something special, right? You won five of your last six and you're over 500 on the road playing very, very well at home. But Houston, they play tonight in Dallas. So they're coming off of a back-to-back. But this is a great opportunity for the Pelicans to start putting together some games again to start a new winning streak. Yeah, AD, I'm excited, man. I can't wait to continue to watch this team and see them grow and, you know, uh, hope you guys uh, obviously have a, a fantastic Christmas. But go go, continue to stack those Ws. Amen, brother. Amen. I am right there with you. It's a nice, it's a nice homestand that they have coming up. And the Smoothie King Center has become a very, very tough place for teams to win. So you got Houston, then you got Utah, you have Memphis, you got the Lakers. So it's an opportunity to really start to put together doing some special things, and none of these are back-to-backs. And so they, hopefully this team can be healthy during that time as well. And as you said, over 500 on the road, 8-7 and seven and 9-5 and five at home, and that number hopes to get better over the next couple of weeks. Antonio, as always, appreciate your time. I, I think either you're screaming too much during the games or or you got a cold, huh? What what you yeah, screaming too definitely much? Cold. <laughs> oh, definitely cold. Well, definitely a cold. That's tough uh, in 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 our industry. Uh so continued success on the team and I hope you feel better and have a merry Christmas. Mike dudes, I appreciate you guys. God bless you guys. Thank you. Antonio Daniels Pelicans analyst. They will play Houston 6 o'clock tomorrow night. And then, what time is the Memphis game? I'm, hold on. 7 o'clock. Yeah, it's 7, 7 o'clock. It's on my computer, but my eyes just have to have, got to lean over. Got to take a break. Fans in the pro may cost for another 30 minutes. Got some phone calls uh, waiting to talk to us, and we'll talk to them when we come back. Here on WWLAMFM.com, always free on the Odyssey app. Welcome back. Just a few more minutes here, about 23 more minutes left in the show. Mike Austin, Deuce McAllister, on this December 23rd edition of Fans in the Pro. Got some phone callers who've been waiting. Let's go to Wayne and Kenner. Wayne, welcome to the show. You want to talk about player contracts? Easy, easy, easy. You're on with Deuce and Hoss. How you doing, man? We're good, babe. That's good. I want to ask a question. Drew Brees and uh, Sean Payton and some other players, they signed some contract like five and four years, and some of them signed three. And they might pay two years or three years of those contracts, and they're no longer with the team. Uh, is that under the salary cap still? As far as when? Like one, once the contract. The guys that signed a five year contract and only pay two years of that contract, only coach. Or two years of that four-year contract, 
Oh, uh, is that still kind of under the salary cap? Well, the coaching wise, it's not under the salary cap. That's totally different. The coach's contract it doesn't go up under the uh, under the salary cap. Now the team doesn't has have to pay the money uh, that's owed. Uh, well, it gets a little tricky there. Uh, the coaches' contracts they're guaranteed. Coaches' contracts are guaranteed completely all the way through. So um, there's some offset language where you know, hey, look, if this guy gets another job then however much is owed, uh, the other team has to pay. If not, the team that let him go, um, you know, owes him that money. From a player standpoint, uh, if the contract is a four-year contract, it's really the guaranteed portion as far as the money is concerned. Uh, if he's let go after two years, then the signing bonus is accelerated to the salary cap uh, as far as that is concerned whenever he is let go. Uh, so the last two years of that contract, whatever's owed on it, does not go. Um, does the the amount doesn't count against the salary cap? It it gets confusing uh, how it's structured, uh, but it's normally about what's guaranteed and when you release a player. I mean, you can release him and half can count now, and the other half can accelerate and count towards you know if it's June first. It can count towards the the next year as far as the cap is concerned, so it can get confusing a little bit, yeah. but uh, just really depends. And but typically, Deuce, and <clears throat> correct me if I'm wrong, that if a player leaves and he doesn't get traded, and you can't, you know, find another team to take him, and I'm going to use Tampa as an experience, it becomes that contract money is accelerated, like the signing bonus. Yeah, the it signing becomes bonus. it becomes dead money. Right, and so we hear that term all the time, and that's money that you had had Tom Brady stayed in a contract that we knew he was never going to stay, you know, the full length on. That money is still counts against your cap. It's called dead money that for that year for that year. Correct. But in some cases, like Tom Brady, so that he is still thirty five million a cap hit Correct. for. Um, Tampa Bay. For Tampa Bay this year, and I think even they'll have money next year. We just stopped paying Drew, I think, in twenty one. Yep. And so it's 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 and what the what the Buccaneers did is what a lot of teams do. They go, they push their chips all to the table. They go all in, and you 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 hopefully win a Super Bowl, and then you, a, you'll, you'll take your licks after that. Exactly what happened. What the Rams did, Matthew Stafford in twenty one. It's what the Buccaneers did, and they're they're paying the price now. But hey. We got a Super Bowl. They won a Super Bowl in twenty one. Tampa won one uh, with Tom Brady, and they are they are the highest team as far the Buccaneers as being over the cap, which they started I think at seventy seven million. Yeah, well, and and with dead cap, with the, and it's most but, of his. That's dead what cap. I meant. I meant, yeah. I meant dead cap. Yeah, uh, and that, the Saints have, have have usually been up there and find a way to kick the can down the road, kick the can down the road, but eventually, you know, it's not Congress. That can comes back. To, you got, you got, somebody's got to pay at some point. Yeah, well, and, and as long as there's not a COVID year where the increase right. with the TV, you know, I think I, I don't even know. Uh, there's another increase. Oh, it's crazy. Uh, yeah. Next year, and I think it's another 10, 11 million, whatever, as far as the cap will rise. But, uh, yeah, it's just it's, it's all about structure. If you really want to blow your mind – Go to sporttrack.com. It's a, it's a free uh, website, and it kind of gives you everything. But it is, I mean, you better know a little bit about I, – I, I use it some – I ask Kai Harley about it sometimes just because I'm, I'm like, man, he's one of the smartest guys I know. He and Michael Parenton and Jeff Ireland and, and doing that job 
and trying to figure out the cap and how much a guy makes if he stays on the active roster but goes back to the practice squad and for how long, man, it's I don't care what they pay him. It ain't enough. It's a, it's a very complicated aspect of the game that most people don't talk about or know about. Well, and I think the biggest thing is knowing the rule book, the NFL rule book on what you can do and what's allowed and what's not allowed and then having an owner that's willing to allow you from a, um, a manipulation standpoint manipulate the cap because – uh, a lot of times you've got to put out upfront upfront funding. I mean, and so there's a certain uh, limit that you have to be able to spend each year, each team. And so uh, the Saints have been aggressive, very aggressive in that manner. And they don't, and they're much better situation from a cap hit standpoint. I'll give you a perfect example, and this will be the last. I'll talk about this. Mike Evans, Tampa Bay, who the Saints play, his base salary is 13 million, right? Signing his roster bonus was one and a half million. His restructured bonus is almost ten million. So his dead cap money is almost thirty-five million dollars. And the cap hit this year for him is just twenty-four million. So you're talking about a ten million dollar difference. Should Mike Evans go somewhere? And it doesn't look like Tampa Bay is gonna pay him. Right. And so he's may go somewhere. Now and nobody nobody wants to pick up that kind of Right, they'd have to well, buy. They have to buy. They have to take on the, just just the base salary, right? No, they don't have to take on a, a new team, right? They don't. They'll is be, he unre- it, be un- un- Is he unrestricted? No, he'll he he's not restricted. So right. the the, the okay. new team won't take right. on anything. All the, the 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 money basically the dead cap will hit uh, Tampa. Tampa, but I mean there's nothing going forward for Tampa because he 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 doesn't have any a contract going forward. Right, I wasn't sure if he was uh, unrestricted. I have no idea why I picked. I only picked Tampa Bay because I knew they were in bad shape. Uh, from a dead cap situation because they they they, they went all in with with Tom Brady yep. and then you know if you, it paid off though it paid off and you know uh, to an extent Saints went in in nineteen and twenty and they really 18, 20, 21, you know those seasons because with Drew's money but you know you're never going to get to those final years right and but you, it, you it, it's all to manipulate the, the exactly it, that's what it's, it's restructuring the signing that, bonus. that's exactly it it's it's a way to manipulate the cap that's all it that's all you're doing let's go to james and morgan city james welcome to the show you're on with deuce and mike hoss hey merry christmas to everybody merry christmas to you merry christmas mr james yeah uh deuce uh, I I, I want to speak to y'all. Y'all was doing an interview with Dan, uh, Dennis Allen um, right before the game, I think. Yep. I don't know if you was there or what. And he made, y'all asked him a question, and, and uh, the statement was, it is what it is. That's a negative to be a head coach. And on a hot seat at that. It, I, let me, I will say this only in the defense of the question, because he was talking about – the travel, the short week of work, the travel to the West Coast, the Sunday to Thursday. I mean, that's what he was talking about. It is what it is. I mean, he, we don't make the schedule. He didn't make the schedule. So he was referring to that. Anything else that he might have referred to uh, from an it is what it is standpoint about the team or the game, I, I, I can't say. But on that aspect, he was just like, hey, man, guess what? Walkthroughs for us, walkthroughs uh, for the Rams. It is what it is when it's a short week. I'm 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 so disappointed this year. I'm really as um, and I say my brother-in-law played for the Saints, Dalton Hilliard. Um and you know we uh I'm just so disappointed because we all the fans we was at least thought we might would get a wild card. 
And with the talent we got, uh, I don't know, it's the plays being called or what. But after last week, I mean, they were dominated with the defense that looked like old uh, Dom Patrol at that time. But anyway, I thank you for answering that, and uh, happy holidays to all of your family. You as well, Mr. James. Dalton Hilliards. That's pretty good. I haven't heard that name in a long time, man. Saw a double D or Dalton uh, a couple weeks ago. Really? He's doing well, yeah. He's a good guy. Just yeah, a, yeah. A, a, I mean, the Saints have had some very, very classy guys. And it is Christmas time. It is Christmas time, and it's late in the show. Jimmy and Gretna, baby. Jimmy, welcome to the show. Merry Christmas. Hey, man. Merry Christmas. Yeah, look, Saints fans, it's uh, time to focus on the Pelicans. Uh, it, it's a disappointment, all right? Trevor Penning, like, what's the deal there? I mean, I'm looking at the whole deal. I mean, people joke about we need Rita Benson. She'd keep everything organized. Gail Benson's a nice lady, but with that comes all that buddy-buddy stuff. I mean, everybody's a buddy. And this is a business. And, I mean, I like going to the games. But the only way to get a change is if that place gets empty and if the concessions are empty and the workers are just standing there twiddling their thumbs. I hate to see it for the players. Mr. Jimmy, I got, I, I, Mr. Jimmy, I got a question Go for ahead. you. I got a question for Go you. Ahead. So Go you're, ahead. You're, you're a smart young man, right? I think so. So when you, you, you make the statement of uh, the, that place is empty and – the concessions, nothing's getting sold, and and I'm gonna be hey. honest. I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest. How much of a true impact do you think that is making? Maybe not much because no 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 no, 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 don't tell, don't don't tell okay. me not maybe not much. I mean because if that's the state, if that's what you're gonna do, do you think that's really making an impact? Do you know how much okay. the NFL each team makes? Yeah, from I hear where you're going with this. No, I mean, if you, you, if you hear where I'm going with it, then I, I know, you know, know, you know what you're saying. You, what you're but saying. Will, is, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm not denying what you say. You're a smart man as well. Merry Christmas. Okay, let me say this. Okay, if if Gail Benson's in her suite all dressed up and she smells good with the perfume and her hair is combed. What does that have to all, do with anything? She, if wait, we're talking if she, about money, just, if we're talking about she, money, whether she has on uh, blue jeans or whether she has on a, a, a $50,000 dress, if we're talking about it. pure she, money, she, we're talking about nice people lady. going. But, but, but see, a nice lady. that, that has dude, zero wait, wait, to do with the respond? economics. You, 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 you're making a joke about it where I'm trying to I, tell you, like, no no tickets I, being bought, no you're 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 hurting the dome. You're hurting SMG or the dome, the the the, the expedition, whatever unit that runs the dome more than you're hurting her. Gary, you're right. All right, now wait. This Hold on now. You're hurting ASM and the LSED. Now you're hurting me. Well, Let's uh, don't I'm do that. Saying, uh, but, Let's but, don't but, do but, that. But I mean, it, I it's Jimmy. It's, no, you, well, go go ahead. <laughs> All right, let me just say this. I, everything you said, I agree with. Okay, I'm just I'm just a heated fan right now. I will say this: if she sees empty seats from her suite. No matter what she's wearing and how she smells, she's going to realize the writing's on the wall. And that means people have to stop going. Now, I like getting cheap tickets on the secondary market, but they're about to get so cheap. And the season ticket renewals are going to get so low, especially if Allen comes back. I don't think he really they really have a choice but to do something. Now, listen to this. I've been an advocate of I don't believe in midseason changes. I don't believe in all that. I'm not the guy wearing the shirt that says fire Dennis Allen and all that. But last night, when the, we punted the ball, uh, uh, you know, on the – we could have kicked the field goal, right? It was at the 37. That was a, that would have been about a 52-yarder. Instead, they get the ball. That was a that, that was a that just a logistical mistake by the head coach. 
And then we went for it when we were at the 47 and gave him a short field. That turned into seven points. And then at the end of the game, an onside kick, I know we were down on timeouts, but with four minutes left, I mean, that gave them a short field. They kicked a field goal basically to seal the game. And, I mean, look, and we're all we, – a lot of people want Dennis Allen gone. The record's there. He's a nice guy. Like, Gail Benson, a nice person. But the results aren't there, and the Saints fans are passionate. So, yeah, I'm, I'm switching my loyalties right now to the Pelicans. I'll be at the final game. And, you know, I see your point, Deuce. Okay, it's not going to make a lick of difference to Gail Benson's pocketbook uh, if I don't buy a hot dog. All right, Jimmy. Merry Christmas. Merry, Merry Christmas. And, and, and Mike, I, I do want to say this. The Dome does need to be packed. If you're buying tickets off the secondary market, guess what? Somebody else has already bought them first. That's right. Those <laughs> tickets are not – there's no box offices open at the Superdome. I think people did understand that. And their tickets are – so if you've sold them, that's just more money. They're already season tickets, whether they're owned by – SeatGeek or Ticketmaster, or most of them are Saints fans, season ticket holders. And, you know, we, but, we, we hear but, that there's but, more waiting to buy them. So here, we're far from that. Here, 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 here's where it becomes it's disheartening if you're a player and you see the opposing team in those stands yeah. and, and, and you don't have the support at home. That, that, that becomes frustrating. That, I, I've, 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 I've played that. I've done that. Where you know the, the 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 home teams, it was bags, and you know it, oh that's what you look like. You had a bag on your face or your head, and so you you didn't see it. It does make a difference from that standpoint, but I think sometimes we forget the big picture. <laughs> the NFL is a billion for a reason. We're talking B, a yeah. B, and then here's the other thing. The economics of it. For a NFL team, you know how bad Cincinnati was. Yep. For so long before they got Joe Burrow. Yep. What did their owner always go and do? He went and cashed a check. Oh yeah, they make they're making their money irrespective. He he he, he went and cashed a check. So yes, it does make a difference. As far as it's a little different when you own the stadium, and when you have a partnership or slash lease the stadium. There you go. That is a big, big difference. And uh, take a break. Got a few minutes left in the show, by the way. For the record, it would have been a 40, 54 or 55-yard field goal on the very first drive. Carr took the sack back to the LA 37. So if you do seven or eight yards, however you want to look at it. Uh, but they did punt it uh, down inside uh, the you know the ten. I got it at the uh, the ten yard line. So, but then took it down for a touchdown. So you know uh, ifs ifs ifs. Be right back. Fans in a pro. Mike Hostus McAllister. WWLAMFM.com. Always free on the Odyssey app. Welcome back. Just about a minute, minute and a half left. Here's your weekend. Just if you want to do it for Sunday and you're watching the Saints situation. Indianapolis at Atlanta. They are twelve noon. Jacksonville at Tampa. That's at 3.05. So you can watch both games depending on how you want to do it. Deuce, we're not done. We've got, got plenty, plenty of football to play. Uh, got- yeah, I know it. But uh, 76.43, that's what your number ends in. Uh, check that contract out. It's not, it's not 100%, my friend. Oh, Trust me. He's talking to a texter. Yeah, it, it, it's not 100%. It's a percentage of gross sales. 
check the contract out. So now we can talk football, basketball, uh, soccer, baseball. Let's talk soccer. No, you, you got. We only have about six. You got Christmas, Christmas. shopping to do. Well, let's talk Christmas. Christmas. To do? I mean, we're supposed to be in a good mood. I don't know if I'm in a good mood, Mike. You let Jimmy get you in a bad mood? Come no, on, I was probably in a bad mood already. If <laughs> <laughs> we mean getting in at 4 o'clock in the morning and being on a show at 4 o'clock in the afternoon here this afternoon? Yeah, ah. yeah I, was, I was in a bad mood but already. But you got some so. time, man. You got, what is today? Friday, you got Saturday, then Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. Rain. No, just whatever. Man. It's just a bad mood. My best to your family, your wife, God bless her. You being right the whole dag on time no, every far, day. Far, on far. Day. Man, my I best got, to your boys. Hope they have a good Christmas. I just got cooked on the basketball court by some eleven-year-olds and ten-year-olds. So, my, and my body feels like it too. I wasn't <laughs> running around a lot, but they got me pretty good. But man, love you guys, New Orleans. Mike Hoss, love you. Love this family. You guys be safe, prosperous, and happy holidays. Ditto.